Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. Quite an honor. Quite an honor that you'd sign on with us and come online. And we just, again, we want to report to you that you guys are ever increasing, slowly increasing. Some of the best numbers we've ever seen have been in this past month or so. And you're so kind. Thank you for being part of this community. You inspire us. And, you know, as Kevin mentioned to me yesterday, um, you know, this is a commitment. It's a commitment financially. It's a commitment to do, but to know that you guys are there learning from this and being part of this is life changing. And as Kevin and I spoke yesterday, I was mentioning to him, it's just, you guys are an encouragement to me. Thank you for that. And I know how many other things you could be doing and uh, just thank you. We've been cruising along. So we made this about uh, abuse week was last week. And then we came into a healing time and uh, we've done a couple uh, broadcast on that, and we're still there. Uh, we we moved along, so I want to continue on with this idea of what pain does as part of healing. Uh, I want to say good morning to you, Kevin. How are you? Good morning. Doing real well. Well, praise the Lord. And, and so we finished up yesterday. We started with this idea of how God uses pain in our life. And I, I think I've said this to you before, but God never wastes a trial, and God never wastes pain uh, he always uses that for his glory if we let him. And so some of the stuff we've been through, it's great to know that the most terrible thing that we've been through in our life, that God can turn that around and use that for his glory. And I don't know about you, but that's one of those things that inspires me. Just knowing that I serve a God that's that great, that can take some of the most terrible of terribles in my life and turn around and use it for his glory. So thank God for that. And and Kevin, for the word of the day, I, I picked out the word pain because we're going to be dealing a lot with the word pain. And I, I was telling Kevin, you know, right away, what came to my mind, I'm sure it came to Kevin's mind, but right away, when I think of pain, I always go to Romans 8, 18, for I reckon the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And that's a pretty wonderful thing. That So this pain and suffering I'm going through, there's going to be glory revealed in us. You know, there's going to be glory in heaven. And I think this verse also talks about here on earth, the glory that God can, uh, you know, I think the way they put it out there, the glory that which will be revealed to us or in us. And and folks, just understanding that, understanding that my pain is more than this terrible trauma I went through. My pain is more uh, than the, you know, the terrible days, the missing work, the what caused the pain, those terrible PTSD things we go through, whatever the case may be. Uh, we talked about how we ended up yesterday talking about how growth often means pain and trauma. And we talked about how Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up my cross and follow me. And sometimes, you know, we go through that pain and we still take up his cross. We follow him. And in a great way, Kevin, he uses us more because of this trauma 
trial and pain, God's not going to waste it. It's just like God doesn't waste the weakness inside of us. He uses that for his strength. And I've said that before. And folks, I want to say this. I want to say it again, that God doesn't waste the pain that has come through us. God uses that for his glory, Kevin. Yeah. Boy, you know, one of the most basic human needs is to know that life has meaning and life counts. And boy, isn't it great that as a Christian, we know that pain counts, that this is happening. It's going to, I'm going to land on my feet. It's going to come out better. I'm going to be happy again. And I can have the full confidence that what's taking place, it's like a potter and a clay, you know, what's taking place with this vessel that a potter makes is, is, on purpose, every squish of the clay, every slamming of the of the of the clay and onto the wheel in the beginning, every rotation, every you know pressing of his hand down inside of it and enlarging it, it's all it's all just for a purpose. And that to me, that is so it, it, it's in it's revigorating, you know, and it's yeah. And it, turns you loose to realize, okay, I'm going to have some pain today. Let's see how I'm going to land, you know, next month or something because of this. What's got up to now? Yeah. You know, there's something coming out of it. You know, there's a, there's something that's going to turn into, uh, making us a better human being or having his glory shine through us. Uh, again, that weakness we have, God uses that to show his strength through us. This pain we have, God uses that for his glory. And then number six on our road to healing, we, we remember we banged through one through six. Remember the first thing we got to do to heal from PTSD, from dealing with pain, dealing with trials, is accept Christ. The second thing we need to do is realize we're a new creation. The third thing we need to do is acknowledge the trauma. The fourth thing we need to do is remember we live under the shadow of an almighty God that sees everything and, and, and it keeps the pestilence away from us, Satan away from us, and the fear and those terrible things. And then that fifth thing that we covered yesterday is growth often means pain and trauma that we covered last Friday. And, and here we are today with pain transforms us into God's image. And, you know, being a Christian is being Christ-like, looking like him, acting like him, being like him. It's a responsibility that we have. We want to be Christ-like. It uh, it reminds me, you know, when I was growing up, Kevin, I had growing pains and I had them bad. You know, God, uh, I, I used to work for this colonel who used to jokingly say to, say to me that God left me on the tree too long, you know, because I grew so big. But I had some serious growing pains when I was a kid. And and uh, I remember those growing pains hurt, but sure enough, you know, I jet up. I, I think I was six feet, four inches tall at 14 years old. And I only grew another inch after that, three quarters of an inch. I'm shrinking now. Maybe I'm like six, three and a half. I don't know. I told Debbie, if I live long enough, I'm going to be the same height as her, you know, and uh, <laughs> just jokingly, Debbie's four eleven and a half, five feet. And, uh, uh, but you know, without those growing pains, there would have been no growth. And uh, without the pain we go through that transforms us into God's image, there's no transformational thing going on with God's image that we need, we desire, we, that we want to give God as a gift. And it tells us in James 1, 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith work, worketh patience. And, uh, you know, folks, God's saying, hey, 
kind of enjoy when those trials come. It's going to be all right because it works patience. And, and this word patient, it works all kinds of good things in your life. It, you know, it, it slows life down. It makes you look at things differently. You get to help brethren. You, uh, you look you're more and more in the Christ image. I don't know about anyone else, but I guarantee you this, if you think about this, when I walk into a room and I can figure out quickly, usually within an hour or two, who's the most in Christ image in that room, that's the person I want to be next to, Kevin. And God's word is teaching us that these trials, these pain, these terrible things we go through, they bring us closer to God. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I was just thinking, you know, uh, Continue, you know, I was thinking there earlier about the the, the potter and the clay, and, and to me, if I, if I've got a life message, it's the truth of the potter and the clay, and I like to preach about it honestly. Uh, the 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 idea that there's an end game that that you know we want to be a vessel unto honor, <clears throat> and you know that that final kind of final stage that the potter does is he puts it into he takes the, the vessel that for all intensive purpose, intents and purposes looks like a, a completed vase, you know, a completed vessel, a completed cup or whatever, but it has to go through the fire. And that fire is, is literally turns it from clay. If you think about it, clay is, is dust and water. Clay is a really good representation of humanity. So to go from humanity <clears throat> in the fire and you come out as what you come out really as stone you come out like rock and you come out able to hold you know you have a capacity to hold liquids and so forth that you wouldn't have had otherwise and so i'm just thinking jesus christ the rock of our salvation in order to make us look like him has to, and I'm sure he does it reluctantly, and I sure am reluctant to go through a fiery trial. But when he puts us through this, the heat of something, un, you know, that we just would say, this is the unspeakable, this is the unthinkable, but here I am, I'm in the fire. And we, we go through that. Think about it. The, the hotter the fire, the finer the china. The hotter the fire, the longer the experience of fire the better we're going to come through it. And, um, you know, I don't like the fact that God <laughs> allows us to go into this dark place where we're, where we can't sense him there. Job said, what'd he say? He said, uh, I go backward, but he's not there. I look, go forward. He's, you know, on this side that I don't see him, but he knows the path that I take. And when I come forth, I shall come forth as gold. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good, brother. And and just knowing that we get to come forth as gold and knowing that that fire turned into something, uh, knowing that these carbon deposits that form that are under great temperature and, and under great, great pressure turn into the most desired jewel in the world of a diamond. Knowing what a diamond goes through to get there, it's that, it's that same dust, it's that same stuff, just put under tremendous pressure and, uh, and, and temperature change and, and those types of things. And folks, that's what it's all about. God takes us, and as Kevin said, from this fire, 
he he takes this fire and he warms up this dust and water and he molds us into something nice and beautiful and acceptable and in his image. Hey, we'll be right back. We're going to go ahead and run and let the broadcast people do what they need to do. Hang with us for a minute. We'll be right back. Well, thank you, dear brethren, for hanging in there with us and this idea of becoming more Christ-like, of uh, coming into God's image is such a wonderful thing. And that's where we go, uh, Kevin, with number seven. And uh, pain continues to do something in our life. And uh, in this particular case, it, it, it helps us to grow. And uh, we're taught that, uh, that God uses pain and trial and these things that are in our life, this abuse that we've been through, these things that have caused our PTSD, these people who have hurt us, these molestations, the rapes, the combat, the first responders, the witnessing of things, the terrible childhood. I could name things for the next 30 minutes, any of those things. God can use those for his glory if we let him. And that's what healing is all about. That's why we're here talking about healing. We need to heal. It's part of serving God better. It's part of uh, becoming his image. It's, it, it's part of being created to be more like him and understanding that this is bringing us there. And, and this lovely verse over in Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Now, Kevin, he could have compared us to chickens. I used to be a chicken farmer for a short while. I worked in a chicken farm, and that's some of the dumbest animal on God green, God's green earth. No appreciation. You could bring a handful of food out there and throw it on the ground, and those chickens never even look at but where the food comes from. And they'll eat, if you keep on feeding them, feeding them they'll eat until their stomach blows up. And, uh, but God's comparing us to eagles. I saw uh, an eagle with about a nine foot wingspan the last time Debbie and I were out in Washington state. I was walking every morning down this walking trail. And, and, uh, as I'd get on this trail, I was going about five miles in the middle of the woods, both ways. And I saw eagles every day. I saw an eagle's nest, took some great pictures, but I looked up at this eagle who was about 20 feet above my head. That's it. And it had a nine-foot wingspan. And I immediately looked up what an eagle could do. And do you know they can fly 120 miles an hour? Do you realize they can see a fish? Their eyes are so good. They can see a fish and bounce into the water at 80 miles an hour, grab that fish, and continue to fly away up to 120 miles an hour. When other birds want to fight them, the other birds chase them like hawks and stuff. They die because they run out of air because eagles can go higher than any other bird and here's God saying that if we if we uh, if we wait upon the Lord he's going to renew our strength and, and allow us to mount up with wings as eagles and and uh, they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint and God's comparing us to these wonderful beautiful creatures I think are our best uh, among the best creatures he's ever put on this earth he's comparing us to them Kevin and saying listen this pain this terrible stuff you're going through it'll help you grow you'll become the kind of person where you can be compared to one of God's finest creatures and 
fly higher than any creature on earth, fly faster than any creature on earth, have a larger wingspan than any creature on earth, not to mention the beauty. And I'm thankful for that, Kevin. Yeah, I was just thinking of the scripture in Deuteronomy 32, 11 about the eagle. <clears throat> you know, an eagle wants to stay. He's like a human. He's like anything. We're allergic to pain and we like it comfortable. And so the eagle will stir up the nest and he'll, you know, the mother eagle, the father eagle, whatever, oh, yeah. whichever eagle, you know, they'll pull out the soft downy uh, uh, parts of the nest. I'm told and I've read that the baby eaglet becomes very uncomfortable in this nest that he needed to stay in for a period of time. But when it was time to grow, when it was time to spread his wings and fly, it's, you know, it says in Deuteronomy, as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. Uh, and the next verse says, so the Lord alone did lead them, and there was no strange God with him. And, you know, I'm just seeing amazing you know, correlation in human life. Yeah. That, you know, the, the people that are listening right now would do well just to kind of pause and say, how has God been stirring my nest? Is there a pain that actually is for the purpose and intent to get me out of some comfort zone that the Lord knows that I don't need right now? It's time to to fly. It's time to go on to something fantastic. It's, you know, for the thing I'm created for. But, you know, the mother eagle knows that the baby is not going to choose that stage so it has to lose some of its desire to stay where it was previously comfortable. And, you know, I just praise God that for, for every one of us, everything that's taking place as far as grief, loss, something taken away, it wasn't necessarily an evil thing, but it just caused us to stay in one place when God said, no, I want you to go here and I've created you to rise higher than you ever dreamed yeah yeah isn't that great and and that's what god has for us and, and folks i think that's what's so significant here what god has for us is so much greater than anything we can think of anything we can imagine you see god's will would be our will if we knew where it ends, sometimes we're like, God, why am I going through this? And, and, and that's okay to ask that question. Job did. And, uh, and, and it's okay. We, we don't fixate there. We don't live there, but it's okay to say, Lord, why am I going through this? And, and, and maybe he'll reveal it to us in certain ways, but in this way, he's already revealing to us, boy, this pain, this trauma, this trial, this thing you've been through, it's going to help you grow. And it's like that verse we talked about yesterday, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation. And then the next verse, so that's James 1, 2. And then if you look at 1, 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And, and, and so again, pain's going to help us grow into a patient, Christ-like image, into an image that's helpful to people. Remember what Paul said there, Kevin, in the book of Philippians, where he said, you know, if I stay, it's, it needs to be better for you guys. So if God leaves me here on earth, it needs to be better for people around me. 
I need to touch people. I need to thank people. I need to tip people. I need to love on people. I was going through the Starbucks line a little while ago. This matter of fact, I called Kevin shortly after coming through that line. We made contact and said, boy, we can go a little bit earlier if you want. And as we get into this holiday season and, and, and brother Kevin's going to be traveling here in a little bit. And and uh, uh, but I remember talking to the guy as I was leaving Starbucks and he looked at me and he said, Doug, I, I know I'll see you a lot before Christmas. And this is the general manager here of this Starbucks was working the window. But he looked at me and he said, we just want you to know that we really appreciate you. And I said, you know what, brother, I appreciate you guys, too. I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that the terrible things I went through in earth have not left me sullen, have not left me uh, depressed, have not left me disconnected from the things of this world. Because if I disconnect from kindness, if I disconnect from love, if I disconnect from making friends, if I disconnect from relationships, I'm doing exactly the opposite of what's, what God's plan is for my life. And it's easy to disconnect, brother. You know that. You've been in a ministry where you've been hurt badly. You've been through terrible trials. Everybody listening to us has. But the the idea here is not to disconnect. Yeah. Yeah, I'm allergic to pain. And uh, and so I don't want to be vulnerable to it. And uh, it's... It takes God, honestly, just like with that little eaglet. It takes God to make you, you know, rise up and fly into the face of what seems like, you know, danger, doom, and and more pain. But, uh, you know, God makes it so that we 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 say in our we say in our souls, you know what. I do not want to stay here. I think I'd rather die than stay here. That's that stirring the nest. You know, that's yeah. what, you, what you were saying. If we're going to mount up with wings, if we're going to grow, then we're going to have to, you know, come to the point where we agree with God that, you know, he's working things together for my good. And so to stay here with this grudge, I just posted on Facebook today, something about, gr- you know, grudges are a perfect waste of happiness. So, um, if I'm going to, if I'm going to waste happiness, you know, on, on a grudge, then, you know, that's not life. That's, yeah. that's not a reason to live. So, yeah, uh, I remember, yeah. I remember when, you know, I, uh, there was a, a situation that took place where there, you know, in my extended family, there was an alienation of affection. Someone entered in and, and kind of, um, ran interference where there shouldn't have been. And it was just, a, it was a mess. Hey brother, mess I'd, I'd like, what I'd like to do is I'd like to come back to that tomorrow morning. Cause we're right up on our time again. I'm sorry, oh. folks, this always happens, but, and, and it's because we're so passionate, praise God. You wouldn't want unpassionate people <laughs> to get in, but it's what I want to close with today. I want to, and we're going to come back and let Kevin go on that. And, uh, I think it's a great blessing to hear from him in that way. But I, I just want you to think about this as we close today, God's going to use your pain. God's going to use your suffering. God's going to use your trials. God's going to use your hurts to bring you closer to him, to make you more in his image and to make you more of a usable vessel. And uh, Kevin talked earlier about being in the clay and boy, God takes that clay and then he puts heat on it and it turns out to this perfect 
beautiful, usable instrument for God. And that's what God's bringing you. One other thing to think about, folks, and I'm done, is, uh, you know, when that eaglet hops on top of its mom and digs in when it's close, and that mom pops up to 100 miles an hour, and that eaglet's up top, and it's flying around the world, and it's looking down at those mountains. It's looking down upon creation and all the beauty that's involved. Uh, That eaglet's saying, there's no way I'm staying here in this nest. I need to live like this. And brethren, grab somebody and throw them on your back. We sure do love you. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning. May God bless you. Get a hold of me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com or you can find me at Help for Wounded Spirits Facebook page. You all know Kevin Robb's name by now. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.